you know, we pay attention to. You know, a lot of times, you know, especially in hip hop, you know, the culture that's pushed forward to the mainstream, you know, it's a lot of like materialistic stuff, you know what I mean? But that's a distraction to what is real in, in the world and how we exist with the whole of creation, not just humanity, but, you know, everything around us, you know, and the things that we can't see. We know that movement is medicine, but it's medicine more, not just for your physical, it's for your spiritual, it's for your mental, it's for the communal health and wellness, you know? So it's, it's, it's a whole roundabout thing. We already control like the titles and the, and the speed of what's going on as far as with the actual runners, but the representation of the creation of these events, I believe the Hip Hop Health and Wellness 5K and Festival is what is gonna break through and uh, and, uh, and 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 lead the way uh, for black and brown people to come into the industry and come into the field. What's up everybody? It's your boy Aaron Potts, AKA Super Hot Potts, one of your favorite two black runners coming at you every single two black, two Yes, yes. It sounds a little bit different. Y'all getting a solo experience with your boy Super Hot Pods. Joshua has some things he had to tend to, but trust me, y'all gonna want to stay tuned in. I've been excited about doing this episode for such a long time. Just to give y'all a quick update, y'all know we took that long break and we've been talking about how we're gonna rebrand the podcast and everything and. You know, maybe sometimes you're going to see some different some different hosts on this. Maybe you'll see Joshua solo, me solo sometimes. But I'm really excited with where we're going with the direction of the podcast. But let's get to it, bro. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. Man, the way me and this guy just connected from the first phone call has always being being real bruh like we haven't even met in person but i feel like this is the homie this is this is the the big bro introducing the director of the hip-hop wellness 5k in san diego race director of the you're not alone suicide prevention walk in san diego this guy is breaking down barriers originally from queens new york man represent represent yeah, you know yeah. you know what i'm saying this is a black tastemaker in the running community if y'all don't know y'all should know my boy dawu hassan welcome yes. welcome Peace. to the two black runners podcast bro thank you for having me big bro appreciate you man bro i i appreciate you and like really i want to go back to that bro like the way you discovered uh the two black runners me and joshua was like so so organic like and how we just kind of like linked up on the phone and talked and was on the same wavelength has been like that from from the jump for sure bro like what was that moment can you describe that moment for our, our viewers like when you discovered uh ted metellus me and joshua yeah. yeah you know just um just in my journey of of really just trying to educate myself more in the running world you know what I'm saying? I ended up watching a documentary about the New York City um, uh, Marathon, you know? And in that marathon, it was talking about the uh, the, the first brother who actually was the first president of 
uh, uh, the New York City Run Club. You know, uh, I can't Ted remember Corbett? Ted Corbett. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so that kind of led me down this uh, this kind of this like rabbit hole of of running. You know what I mean in the in the in the run world. And I bumped into Ted Metellus, and I just thought that his story was just so so dope and so on time about you know what we're doing, like really just trying to kick down the doors. Of, of black race directors in the industry, you know what I mean. He's he's that guy, you know. So me, if I like something, I'm gonna go after it, <laughs> you know. So I was trying to find his hit, trying to find his connect, and I ended up on Twitter, and uh, I saw that you guys had did an interview. One of his tweets, uh, you guys did an interview with him. You were sitting down, so I, I reached out to him. But I saw what you guys were doing. I was like, wow, look at the look at the culture shifting. Look at it coming. It's happening, and that just made me realize. That we ride on time with it. And so I just reached out to y'all and, you know, here we are. And, bro, I would say the same, like, I feel like I had a similar experience. Like, that podcast you saw us with Ted Metellus, didn't really know much about him or Ted Corbett at that time. You wow. know, I was like, oh, this guy is the race director of the New York City Marathon. And then wow. I heard all about Ted Pretty. Corbett being, like, really the OG that started it and was like, we should go through the boroughs. And I, right. I feel like that's kind of, you know, the fact that now we're kind of linked at that is is insane. And it, and it really tells you where the energy at is for running and hip it, running and like black culture and health yeah. and everything right now. So yeah, what you're doing time. is like I want to give you your flowers, too, though. Like when I saw that, and I was like, this guy got a hip hop wellness yeah. Uh, uh 5k and it's in san diego i was like i gotta pull i, I gotta pull up like Word. i need to be here Word, yes sir we appreciate you bro you know just the fact that you guys are, are really tackling the media side of it i think it's a beautiful thing you know what i'm saying and, and you know like we've discussed many times just really wanting to rock with y'all a long way you know what i mean not just like one hits or one offs you know what i mean just really bringing the um just the vision to life on merging the hip hop hip hop culture and, and running culture most definitely bro and we feel the same way too we're going to find ways to make it work and yeah. i think it's just going to be good for our community but i just want to ask you before we get deep into it bro yeah. like how, how are you doing right now we're going to go into what it's like being a race director but like you said you also have the you're not alone suicide prevention walk i believe that one's in november you were saying right before we came on you got a lot going going on. What's it been like managing all of that? I also seen you've been running, bro, on Instagram. You've been getting your runnings, runs in. Uh, you know, I jog. You know, I'm a big guy. You know, I, I'm sitting at 6'3", 340. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a big bro. You know, so I, I, I walk fast <laughs> and get a light jog, you know. But I do that for my mental health, man. You know what I'm saying? And my self-care, you know, outside of just my physical health you know so you know at the hip-hop health and wellness 5k festival you know and, and the organization of hip-hop health and wellness you know we understand that it's total wellness you know it's not just about physical so we get out and we encourage people to walk and, and move we know that movement is medicine but it's medicine more it, not just for your physical it's for your spiritual it's for your mental it's for the communal health and wellness you know so it's 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 a whole roundabout thing but yeah, so I've I've been out there. I walked the route uh, for the for the you are not alone walk a lot. I, I like that route because it's along the beach, you know, in uh, in Ocean Beach in San Diego, you know, in Sunset Cliffs. So it's a beautiful view of the Pacific Ocean, you know. So yeah, I've been walking it, but uh, just to manage everything that's been going on as far as like organizing two runs back to back, you know, the Hip Hop Health and Wellness 5K is October 23rd 
uh, in Southeast San Diego. And then the suicide prevention run for Ryan Bowers is in Ocean Beach on November 6th. So I think it's two weeks after the Hip Hop 5K. So how, how do I manage it, bro? You know, I have a good team, you know what I'm saying? The Hip Hop 5K team is, is a team of leaders, you know, at the organization of Hip Hop Health and Wellness, you know, so I can kind of step back from a lot of the original duties that I did kind of organizing it and formulating the foundation of it, you know? So, you know, I rely on them a lot to, to carry the bulk of all of the duties, you know? So right now for the Hip Hop 5K, the most that I do, the most consistent thing that I do is act as liaison between the organization and the city for special events. You know, so traffic control, you know, traffic control equipment, insurance, all, all of that jazz, you know, dealing with the route, everything like that. Um, the Ryan Bowers, the You Were Not Alone run, that's more hands on because it's it's new. This is our inaugural year, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful thing because uh, a lot of race directors have tried to get this route because uh, it's down the middle of Ocean Beach. This is the main artery of this of that community and they haven't been able to get it, you know, so. For whatever reason, I guess it's divine timing, you know, we was able to get the permit. So, you know, we're blessed in that aspect. So I've just been managing myself, man, and delegating and, you know, making sure I get my self-care in. I sleep yeah. a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I take a lot of naps. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to. And it's beautiful to hear, though, too, that you how highly you speak of your team. You know, a lot of people might try and do these things in their community and like start off doing it, you know just themselves but it's really like you know it's that team that really makes it possible because there's a lot i never put on a race but from what you just named all the stuff with the insurance i know there's so much that really go into it bro yeah that's just that that's not even a half that's a a, a little piece of it you know but yeah man you can't you can't do it alone bro you know can't do it alone you get further with a team you know and i've been blessed to have a, a team of strong 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 leaders so it's a blessing. So I want to get more into that. I want to get more into the Hip Hop Wellness 5K, your journey to being a race director. But I want to know about Dawu as well. Like, first off, I wanted to know, I was curious about your name. Like, does mm. your name, what does that, does that, does that mean? Is there a meaning to Dawu? Is that, I, I believe that's like African Arabic or, or something there? Yes, yeah, Arabic. It's Arabic, and it, it means so. My name is Dawood Hassan. Um, Hassan, Dawood, okay. Yeah, Hassan. You know, my father named me. You know, he named me after one of his close friends in the military. Um, you know, so Dawood means beloved, and Hassan means beautiful. Mm, damn, yeah. that's 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 deep. That's deep right there. <laughs> and what? So your father? What was what was your father like? Was he from? Was he from out there or something like that? Or is he the one that put you? Because that's what I wanted to ask you, too. Like, you're really on. I mean, and this is like that New York, you know, too. Like, always yeah. on that knowledge of self and type tip and everything. Is that something that you grew up with in your home? Uh, you know, I didn't grow up with my father. I grew mm. up with my grand aunt, you know. Uh, my father and my mother divorced when I was like four years old, maybe three years old. And uh, I'm born in Hawaii. You know, my father wow. was in the military, you know. Okay. And, um, you know, so they got a divorce. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, my mother was going through some mental health stuff at the time, you know. So she sent me and my brothers and sisters uh, away, you know. And so my brothers and sisters have different fathers than I do. So I got sent. They got sent to their dads. I got sent to my grand aunt in Queens. That's how I ended up growing up in, in Hollis. 
And what what was it like in Queens at that time when you were growing up? Like, did you play sports out there, anything? Or, like, what were you doing really growing up? I was really on the knowledge, bro, like you're talking about. You know, I was building, you know, with the five percenters and reading mm-hmm. books with my bros. You know what I'm saying? And Wu-Tang was a big part of our lives back then. You know what I mean? Just uh, getting the understanding of brotherhood and unity you know, and knowledge yourself, you know, people call it being woke nowadays, but back yeah. then we called it having knowledge yourself, you know, so just, you know, just having a deeper spiritual connection to the world, you know, we played a lot of chess, you know, we rapped a lot, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, I was out of the way, I really wasn't running the streets or nothing like that, you know, my auntie, she was very, she was very um, protective of me, you know what I mean, and so, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a good childhood, with, with her you know she kind of spoiled me because she wasn't able to have children so when she got me she kind of gave me everything I wanted so you know man it's those strong strong black <laughs> women just like you know what I'm saying they don't play bruh like man yeah you know you gotta a, lot be of, on a, it. Lot of, a lot of a lot of um the um the culture from the south you know but, yeah that's my grand that's my grandma grandma from Mississippi grandpa yeah. from Louisiana but also too, like I feel like, um, like I think about like Harlem. Like when I got to go to New York City Marathon last year, I got to go to Harlem, and you could still feel like that, that mm. in, that energy, just like in the air. And I never experienced, I never experienced yeah. that, which was crazy. So that's cool, like how you were kind of you know raised by those five percenters as yeah. as well. Like they gave you, you know, that knowledge. Like how how old were you when you first started like realizing the importance of you know just like having that kind of like self pride or like when did you first learn about like a Malcolm about a Malcolm X walking the street walking the streets of New York and stuff? Well, you know, I you know my my mother was like that. She was very um she was very militant, you know, mm-hmm. and then my father as well. You know, my father is a a, a religious leader. You know, he's Muslim. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, you know, a very well-respected Muslim leader. Uh, so I think it's just in my blood, you know, um, it's in my DNA to kind of just be that, you know? Uh, so when I became, well, all right. So long story short, you know, when my mother sent us, was sent me to New York when I was about four. Uh, and then I didn't see her again until I was around nine or 10. Um, but when I did bump back into her, you know, she, she was telling me and my sisters a lot about like, um, you know, like people talk about now, like the Illuminati and, you know, like revelations and, you know, God and spirituality and all of that, you know, not drinking the the, the uh, fountain water because it got fluoride in it. Yeah. You know, this is when I was like nine and 10, you know, so I took that knowledge with me. And the first time that it kind of got sparked was, um, you know, I had I have a be- I have a really good friend who's my best friend back in the, in the day, you know, it's my my brother, you know what I'm saying? Um name is Nolan, you know what I'm saying? And we used to uh, sit and uh, read the Bible all the time. He's the one that kind of brought it around to me, you know? So we used to kind of build on the book of Revelations a lot, you know, about being in those times, you know? And um, that's, you know, that's a, that's about it, man. Around 10, 11, 12, you know? And then being on Jamaica Ave in, in Queens, you know, I would always see the Hebrew Israelites and the 5%ers out there. Yeah. So, you know, it was all around, you know, it was all around, so. It's just it was just life, you know. I jumped off the porch and, and went right into it. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people listening, they're gonna be like, "Dang!" At like eleven, twelve years old, like you were you were yeah, thinking no, like that, that moving yeah. and moving like that. Like 
did that stick with you as you moved into like your teens, into like your early twenties? Did you do you ever feel like 100%. you stepped away from it? Nah, one hundred percent. You know, I, you know, I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I I believe that life is more than what we, you know, we pay attention to. You know, a lot of times, you know, especially in hip hop, you know, the culture that's pushed forward to the mainstream. You know, it's a lot of like materialistic stuff. You know what I mean? But that's a distraction to what is real. In, in the world and how we exist with the whole of creation, not just humanity, but, you know, everything around us, you know, and the things that we can't see, the things that we might just perceive, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's who I am, G. Like I said, my mother, my father is like that. So I don't know any other way, you so know, I also couldn't be, even imagine. Also being Queens, New York, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all had Nas out there, like, yeah. The bridge, the bridge, and every you know word, every, word, word. everything. I feel like that was your that was your era. What was it like just being up close and personal to the golden age of hip hop, but also like yeah. the birth, the birth of hip hop. Oh, you know, it's a blessing. I, I kind of reflect on that, bro, a lot because you know coming up in Hollis, we used to see running them all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I would be on, I would be in the house and watch TV, and I would come outside and I would see Run DMC go down the street in the limousine and be at Hollis Park, you know, doing Hollis Day or something like that. You know what I mean? So as a kid, you know, hip hop was just so ingrained in me. It was just a part of the culture, you know, a part of my upbringing, understanding of what life was, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just, when I went to New York, that was one thing too that like really hit me. Or even like, I don't know, Hulu, they have the Wu-Tang, the show, and then they break down like how it came together. And it's like, man, people just really just chilling outside. (laughs) projects yeah. just rapping on the corners and then just being there in real life i was like man like word, that's word. crazy like this is really really where the mecca, you know yeah. it's, it's the mecca of, of you know it's just a beautiful thing kind of seeing how you know we as a people and black and brown people kind of take something and, and make something out of absolutely nothing you know what i'm saying so if you look at where hip-hop came from you know the bronx you know was burning down you know people were burning up the buildings to get their insurance claims you know what I mean? And at the same time, disco was going on and house parties were happening. You know what I'm saying? So what the brothers did is uh, uh, they ended up uh, uh, getting like uh, speakers and this piece of equipment and that piece of equipment and just kind of putting two and two together and doing like jams in the park. And then, you know, look at the birth of hip hop after that. And now 50 years later, next year is uh, hip hop's 50 year anniversary. Hip hop is everywhere. It's a billion dollar a year business. Everybody uses hip hop to do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That came from people in poverty, black and brown people in poverty, just using their spirits and their imaginations. Yeah. And really like the first thing hip hop was really used for was to spread that knowledge of self. Like you think of Grandmaster Flash, like broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the floor like they just don't care. care. Like he really like just if you really listen to the song, like he giving game onto like the realities and like, don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. Like that's mental, that's mental health, right? Mental like, health, bro. like from the, from the get go. So did you, that, is that what you were like peeped on? Like were those the, what were the, what were the artists like you were, you were super into at that time? I'm guessing like KRS-One and. Yeah, you know, all the early eighties guys, you know, yeah. Chris was big, you know, I was a big Cool J fan, you know, being from Queens. You know, Rakim, uh, all the early 80s, man, all the early 80s stuff, you know, uh, 
I grew up on Video Music Box. I don't know. I don't think you guys have Video Music Box out here on the West Coast. But, uh, you know, shout out to DJ Ralph McDaniels, you know, the uh, uncle, uh, uncle of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's the one that um, uh, kind of like spearheaded, especially East Coast and South uh, hip hop in the early times. That was the very first like video music show based on hip hop, you know, video music box, DJ Ralph McDaniels. So I'm thinking, too, like throughout this time, like. So were you ever into like athletics at, at all? Or did you like, were you someone that was like, you would bring people together for like- I was quiet. Like that? I, I didn't play sports, bro. You know, it, I, I read a lot, you know, I build a lot, you know, as far as like, my thing was just really getting like knowledge yourself, you know, having those ciphers and those talks, you know, we played chess a lot, you know, but again, I was, I was really ducked to myself. I'm a lot like I am now, a lot to myself. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really play sports, you know, really, really um, careful on who I picked to be friends. You know what I'm saying? So I really have, really have a whole bunch of friends, you know, handful of my brothers that's still my brothers to this day, you know? So, but, you know, I was ducked off to the side, you know, kind of doing my thing. So when did your like health journeys start then? Because you have all of this really like this knowledge, knowledge of self and trying to, have that, I'm sure you had that growth mindset, trying to be that best person and help your people and everything. When did you realize, man, I gotta like, was there a moment where you were like, I gotta step up on my like health journey or something that inspired you to do that? You know, bro, you know, I'll be honest, you know what I'm saying? That's, it's a, that's a constant struggle with me. Again, I'm a, I'm a big bro, you know what I'm saying? I'm 6'3", 340, you know what I mean? So, and I've always been big. So, you know, I've always had a kind of constant struggle with my weight, with my diet, you know what I mean? Um, so it's still a struggle, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's okay. Like the fact that you're like providing a space, you know, for people to, to address that and show them like, hey, like here are these like outlets where you can do something and it's like fun and you're combining it with something that you love um with hip-hop and i'm like thinking like when did so when did you move to san diego and when mm. when did that idea be like man like i want to get something together for the community but also like really like you're you're targeting like your community specifically uh yeah. with the hip-hop wellness 5k yes sir uh i moved to dago in 97 uh, i was 17 at the time you know oh young yeah you know but um I got married really early. I got married when I was 19. I got married two years after I got here. And um, so just kind of going to work, da 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 You know, I've always been an MC. you know, coming up in Queens, you know, mm. just rhyming, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I started to kind of, you know, hit the local studios and, you know, do shows and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I did that for a few years or whatever, uh, made a few projects. Um, and then uh, 2000, I think it's 2012, I had my first hip hop health and wellness event. I kind of just brought in friends that I was, you know, partners in, you know, my partners in rhyme, you know what I mean? We brought them together, brought the hip, the health and wellness aspect together and just had a show and called it hip hop health and wellness. And that was 2012. And there was a 5K a part of that too? No, the 5K came after the first hip hop health and wellness celebration. Mm. Right, so basically the, so the hip hop 5K as it is today, is a festival and a run. 
you know? Before we was just having the health and wellness festival. And then, you know, I was speaking to my daughter after the after one of the festivals. And, um, you know, I was just kind of thinking out loud, wondering what I should do next, what event I should do next. Cause I was just gonna do another uh, annual, another annual event, uh, health and wellness event, uh, the festival. And uh, she was like, you should do a 5K, you know? And I was like, word, I should do a 5K. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, uh, I, my, the light bulb went off, bro. And I kind of just been straight ahead since then. That's, that's all I see, like a horse and like blinders. What did you know? What did you know about running, putting together nothing. a race at that point? Absolutely nothing. She... I didn't know what a 5K was <laughs> at that point. Man. <laughs> So you then, know, but I, go ahead. I did my due diligence, you know. I feel like I can build a spaceship if I wanted to. I <laughs> find somebody, you know what I'm saying, to teach me the game, you know. So, you know, that's just one of the rules of the way I do business. You know, I really try to find people that are experts in the field and learn, you know, word. And did so you, that's what I did here. Did you even think that, like, like Black people – like people from your community did like five five Ks and, and ran like that? No, I didn't know if they, I knew we didn't, you know what yeah. I mean? It really wasn't popular at the time. Now you'll see a lot of more black people getting into more health and wellness. Around that same time where I started, that's when the culture started to shift towards health and wellness. So in hip hop, there's 10 major elements in hip hop. You know, most people know the basic four elements, DJing, MCing, graph, and uh, uh, the DJ, MC, and graph and breakdancing, you know what I mean? But there's six more elements, you know what I mean? And the 10th element created by Keith Tucker out of Seattle is health and wellness. You know, I think he created it in like 2015 or 2014, something like that, maybe 2013. Uh, so around that same time, hip hop kind of started to go into this green age of hip hop, as what he says, you know? So that's where we at. Yeah, and I mean it makes sense. I mean, you see like Larry June, he's all about health, sure, Styles P with know. the with the juice Word. the Shout juice bars and everything. Word. But, um what were some of those for people that you know aspire to do something like this in their community? Like what were like some of the biggest like roadblocks or like learning curves that you had to take on when it came to putting together uh, a race? Not so much just the like the race logistics, just more so just managing people, managing um, personalities, managing temperaments. Not so much of the logistics. Like logistics are only they're always just going to be logistics. Yeah. It's going to be kind of black and white. You know, once you get it on paper, you can see how to execute and then to, to make it happen. But like the um, the wild cards are people's personalities. You know, so in the early early times, you know, when I first started, I was so kind of gun ho to make this vision happen because it was sitting so heavy on my chest, you know what I mean, and my spirit. I just had to get it out. So, you know, I didn't really understand the etiquette of dealing with um, other people in uh, in creating vision, you know, so I had to learn that. That was one of my biggest learning curves, you know, for the first few years. But logistics, what, that's that's nothing. What do you mean by like, like, because I, I, I'm a person, like, I feel like I have strong vision. Like, I really? have very... Strong vision. I could be very yeah. passionate at times. Yeah. Like, what do you mean, like etiquette? Like, uh, I don't know. Just if small stuff. Right. Small stuff. You know what I mean. So, and this might seem petty, but I, for the first few years, I got this a lot. Just like with logos. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. If a person like helped you or 
they feel like they are a part of this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They yeah, want yeah, representation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and again, representation on the mic. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't hear my name said, or I didn't hear any representation from, which I understand, you know, but at that time, it was so difficult to do all the logistics and manage my life at the same time. Event days, I tended to kind of just forget about what else was around me. It was like, yeah. okay, it's done. We're doing it. Boom, 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 boom. I'm done. And then after, um, then disappear. <laughs> I'm going to deal with my life now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. not knowing that the process of event organizing is from the inception all the way up until like the final thank yous and the final handshakes and the final bills. And, you know, just after event day, there's still a whole lot of stuff to do, you know? And, um, you know, this is something I had to learn early. For sure. I mean, yeah, that makes sense too. Like those small things really is what makes your team, a lot. makes your team yeah. feel loved and feel like they're contributing and like everyone is, you know, a part of a part of something yeah. um as well. Yeah. Um, one thing too, like uh I was at this, like I was gonna ask you, like, do you know any you know Ted Mattel? I mean, you've heard Ted Mattelis, but I don't really know many black race directors like I was trying to put together, you know, I told you about the race I was trying to do um, yeah. last year and I've had struggles like getting the permits and stuff. And I went actually, and actually last year too, I went to this um, running industry conference to like, to they wanted to interview me and my brother. And one question that I was asked by like a random person, he just saw me cause there was only like four black people there. And he's asking me like, bro, like, He's like, he just comes up to me randomly and is like, how, why do black people not want to go to my race? And like, this is like a white dude. And I'm just like, Bro, I don't, I don't know. Like you got yeah, black people yeah. on your staff, whatever. Yeah. And like, if I go back in time, cause I, and I even talked about that on stage and I kind of, I kind of like blasted, blasted the dude, but I was just like, if I go back in time, I could be like, man, like, this is cool. You guys brought us here to speak. You know, you brought some other, you brought Allison this year to speak, but really y'all shouldn't be bringing me. Y'all should be bringing a Dawu. Like y'all should be, if y'all really want more black people to come to your races, like why isn't there more black, or why well, you want more black people to go to these races? Like you want to help black people? Then put these people that, because the more I dig, the more I discover, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. no, nah, like we're out here, you know? Right we're out here for sure and i just feel like it's important for us to like i would love for two bike runners to become like a platform where we could come and and share and and give some give some blueprint you know like as you're doing for us for us today but yeah that just bothered that just bothered me in hindsight it bothered me that that they brought us there to speak on it you know asking me questions about being a race director and i'm not a race director when they could have seeked out and out some black race directors and got them out there for free so they can, you know, uplift their communities because like, you know, like, I'm listening. Like, they're not going to just go like black people. Like we want to like, if you want to attract black people, have somebody black, you know, create the race. Cause we know each other we know what we okay. like. We're going to feel more comfort and welcoming. And that's why I'm excited. You know, I never been the only race I've been to directed by a black person. I mean, I, I'm, I might be mistaken if there's something I'm thinking, but a road race directed by a black person I've been to. I went to the New York City Marathon 
you know, well, last year. And that was a huge yeah. race. That was fire. But I'm excited well, to see what it's like going to your to your race in this yeah. in this 5K, because I feel like it's going to be a whole different vibe. You know, a lot of people say that a lot of people come to our runs and they say that it's kind of like a like a home. It's a home feel. They feel home. It's not just OK, we running, but it's a it's an energy to it, you know. Um, I, I'd say that we create platforms of peace and health and wellness and community, you know, um, just sparking the vibration, man. But back to what you were saying, as far as like being invited by, um, I guess, man, the, the gatekeepers, you know what I'm saying, of the run world as it is, you know, I'm, I'm on my damn dash with that. You know what I mean? That's cool. You know, I, you know, we love to come and speak and all of that, but let's create our own, you know what I mean? Let's create our own. And, and create our own uh, uh, doors to go through. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, again, I'm I'm just learning about running. You know what I mean? In the whole run world and what it's about. Um, but it's common knowledge that Black people dominate running around the world globally. You know what I mean? So we already we already control like the titles and the and the speed of what's going on as far as with the actual runners. But the representation of the creation of these events, I believe the Hip Hop Health and Wellness 5K and Festival is what is going to break through and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and lead the way uh, for black and brown people to come into the industry and come into the field. God willing. Most definitely. And like one thing for me when it comes to that, like I've worked in running my entire, like I ran track growing up, worked at running stores and now... I work for a brand um, as well. And like, as I said earlier, like, yeah, there's not like a lot, there's not enough of us like in this space, but I was telling my brother the other day, it's like, man, like, you know, like the job I have here at Hoka, it's a good job. Like, you know, like I see people buying, you know, getting married and getting like houses together and like having kids. And I'm like, which is an indication that this is a career and it's yeah. like you know i'm one of a very few a, a few that were got the privilege to be at this point and i just gonna be like bro like y'all can come y'all don't have to you know I mean it's a vehicle to something and it's like bro there's room here and i feel like even like the same too with like what you're doing like i think we have the athletes that dominate and everything but we need these people on the back end that are like you directing races or in the me in the media or like mm-hmm. Allison Desir being like an author and ambassador for all these brands. Um, because we have a lot of knowledge about running. We know a lot about we know a lot about running and then to circle it back to the health, we do have a health crisis like yes in a, in our in our community. So like with t- with a Ted, we were talking about demystifying, you know, distance running. Like Mm. a lot of people might be like, no, I'm just a sprinter. Like Mm. that's weird or whatever it is. But, you know, there's benefits for like, there's even financial benefits. You know, we talk about Mm. health and wellness. There's even like some financial benefits. Mm. Like if you're in um, this running world, and I don't know, I would suggest, we just did a podcast with Allison this year, Running While Black, anyone listening should read that but she talks about Ted Ted Corbett and it's just like Mm -hmm. this dude like started you know 
New York Roadrunners and like mm. New York Marathon, but he doesn't get that credit. But if he was like, yeah, if he was Bill Bowerman, like who you know was starting Nike. It's like, dang, look at where that, look at where right. that took them. So we got to yeah. stop looking for people to validate us. Mm-hmm. We got to validate ourselves. We got to create our own. And the platform is just so much there. And I listen to you speak, and um, I'm just so excited because the it's just wide open, brother. It's wide open for uh, people of color to come in and be creative. Period. Yes. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Nah, I yeah, I totally agree, man. I feel like there's a lot, especially like you said, the energy that's in the running community right now. Like, it's sad that I mean, I think it, I think it happened organically, but it's also like you know the result of like Ahmed Aubrey's death. Mm-hmm that that made people had to like recognize and then you start seeing these people pop up even even more and more and more but i think we are going to start seeing people just like feeling like that confidence to create their own especially the more they can just see you know that like, that representation is just key seeing someone do it you know you're that's like it. oh wait i can do that too that's it you know, I hear Ted a lot. And the reason, one of the reasons I, I really tried to reach out to him, Ted Metellus, um, is because in a lot of his interviews, you know, he talks about being the first black race director of a major run, like the New York City Marathon, um, but he doesn't want to be the last. You know, he keeps saying that. He keeps saying that. And I, I get so excited when I hear him say, I'm like, Ted, I'm right here. I'm right here. Holla. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get at you, you know, but um, it's Man, again, the the field is so open for um, inspiration and and um, imagination, you know. And I would I would love to be, you know, one of the catalysts uh, to bring the rest of the gang on in. You know what I mean? Our people in, you know, uh, to in this field and in this industry, um, because it, I believe it's a, a medicine for us. And what we need is to start moving around. You know, black people, brown people, we don't have to die of diabetes, so. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't have to die of high blood pressure, bro. You don't have to get gout in your leg, excuse my language. You know what I mean? And lose your leg or something like that. And so those are such curable diseases and illnesses. You know what I mean? You just walk 30 minutes a day and don't eat too much fast food. You know what I mean? Eat some fruits and veggies, you know, change your diet, you know, have a, a more healthier lifestyle. And you don't even got to go crazy. You don't got to be a vegan and stop eating sugar and you can still live your life just make better health choices on a daily basis. That's all. And walk, you know? So I, I envision a time where in black and brown communities where we see each other outside walking daily. Like if you go to a white people's community or, or you know, whoever, you see them walking and jogging in their community from the time the sun come up to the time to go down and sometimes after, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? So we need to have run run groups in our communities, man, on a, on on everywhere, every major city. You know what I'm saying? And, and we should just be doing it like that. And it should be part of our culture. And I believe that's what we're bringing forth. I believe that's what we're going to bring to the table. So the hip hop health and wellness is, is, is poised to fuse the culture of the hip hop and running and, and, and to boister the whole 10th element of hip hop, which is health and wellness. And definitely, the- man. I definitely think the timing is 100% on point. That's another thing I just started discovering. Like last year, I went to do it to New York. Is Run Cruz, NLA, and in New York, they're like I just see them more and more like Black Run Cruz, and it's just like we need these places. We need our we need the races that are built for us. 
Word. We need those races that are built built for us that will also like help those clubs to get those members because ultimately like you said ultimately we just want people to be more healthy that's you want to have community and you want people to come together be more healthy like physically and mentally that's really that's really what you really want you want to do at the end of the day that's the purpose in a nutshell yeah but um who are some of the actually no i want to ask you like from doing what's like from doing the race i think you're on your seventh year now um who have there been people in the race that inspired you or like like how inspired have you been from just like creating the race every year again i'm brand new to the to the run game i'll be honest mm-hmm. very brand new and i'm even more brand new to track and field actually meeting you really opened my eyes up to the whole concept of, of bringing track and field because when i was starting this it was it's just road running you know yeah. what i mean like we want to do fun runs you know but I was forgot all about track and field, you know, so the flow Joes and the Jackie Joyner curses and, you know, all of the newer people, you know, that's coming along, you know, so I don't know a whole lot of names, not going to lie, you know what I mean? But um, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. From, so for me, as a visionary, as an organizer, um, and as somebody that's not on that level to compete in track, I see and I'm wanting to show the people who were introducing running to that there's different levels you can just be a walker you can just just do a casual walk 30 40 minutes a day to get your health and wellness right you can jog you can be a sprinter or you can go deep into the far end and actually compete and do hurdles and do fucking javelin throwing and you know what i'm saying long distance running and you know there's yeah. such a huge world to the culture of running you know so yeah. i'm just i just happen to be on the other side <laughs> with the walkers Dawood, it's been a pleasure having you, man. And I I think this conversation will inspire some people, you know, that want to start something in their community um, and hopes to like this is going to come out in October. So, yo, if you in the California area, you know, come through to the to hip hop wellness uh, 5K down in San Diego. I think you're going to have a have a good time for sure, man. Yes, all welcome, all welcome. October 23rd, San Diego Hip Hop Health and Wellness 5K Festival. But I like some a couple closeout questions I wanted to ask you. One being, you know, since this is like the Hip Hop Wellness, you know, 5K, like who are you listening to right now? Like, who are there any new artists coming up? Or are you just kind of stick to what you were listening to growing up? Or what, what's in your, if I was to get your, your like iPhone or whatever, what would be like the top artist you got right now? I'm listening to a lot of Kendrick right now. A lot of his new joint. Yeah, bro. I'm to a lot of new album. You know oh my gosh. <laughs> I went know, to his concert, bro. I went to his concert oh, for my went? birthday. Stuff was life changing, bro. Life changing. It's the energy, bro. It's the vibes. Yeah, man. That was so good. He's on my bucket list to work with, man. I want to book Kendrick one day, man. For real. That'd be crazy. But who who else you got? Who else you got? Um, there's this dude named Simba from the Bay yep. Area, you know? Yeah, yeah bro. Boy is nice. I think he next. He uh-huh. next on some lyrical fly. Yeah, Simba's nice. He's nasty. And there's a there's another kid from the Bay Area, man. Please excuse me. I can't remember his name. The Russell. 
the Russell, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah, book yeah. him, bro. I want to book him, bro. That dude's different. <laughs> that dude is different, Word. bro. I want to work with him. Yeah. I like Word. that. That's a good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good no, three right now. I got something in mind for him. I want to invite him somewhere to one of these events. I got something in mind. For sure, Word. I'm excited to see, to hear about that. But besides yeah. new artists, I would like to hear. You know, people always ask this: like, who are your top? Top three, top five all time. If you had to, if you had to do it, man. You know, we've been doing the top five for so long. You know, to me, there's like people on like on like a Mount Rushmore that you just kind of leave there. You know what I mean? Like the Golden Era guys. You know what I'm saying? Up to like the Nas's and the Ice Cubes and the, you know them guys. You know, so like right now, my top five, my new top five. I, you know, because Jizza is one of my biggest favorite MCs, but I put him on the Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I won't put him in this top five. But Royce the 5'9", you know what I'm saying? I think Nickel is, is just amazing. You know what I mean? Just the way he, just the, the double entendres, triple entendres. And, you know, one of his last albums, The Book of Ryan, I think was a masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? It was also about trauma. It was about generational trauma. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Black Thought. I think is a, a, a lyrical monster, you know what I mean? Sometimes Black, he thought he kind of go over people's heads, you know. Um, I put Wayne in there, you know, even though, you know, some people might put him on that Mount Rushmore, but I slept on Wayne for a long time. But, I, you know, I think Wheezy is, you know, just an incredible MC and just to have such a large body of work for such a long period of time and be so influential. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, Wayne, you know, I'm a big Capadonna fan as well. You know, so I'll put Cap in there and I'm going to take Jizza and put him back in top, that top five. I like that. I haven't heard a top five like that, though. You can tell what? you tell a lot about a person by, by, they, by what they're listening to and they top five. You know what I'm saying? That's what's so, up. <laughs> I like that you threw Wayne in there with those with those with that group, though. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like Black Thought and stuff, because Wayne, he gets definitely he I mean, he just had them. that era. Yeah, like he really is I crazy, like. And he has that era where he had like a gap where he was like just putting out songs that were kind of bad, you know, but then people yeah. kind of forgot, like, you know, like that's Wayne, like he's been doing it since he was like 17, 16, or like even 14, I think, younger. Yeah, like oh, later, early than that. Yeah, he was yeah. stars since he was a kid, you know, but yeah, man, definitely a, a legend out here, man. So, you know, shout out to little Wayne. Also, yes, man. Um, one thing too, I wanted to hear you expand more too is just like on like, your team like you talk a lot about like your team and throughout this talk we've been talking about community and everything and just like yeah what does your team really uh mean mean to you or if you want to just shout 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 some of them out real quick or something nah you know i'll shout out the squad man you know what i'm saying first I, i'd like to give a, a mighty shout out and, and love to my big brother terrell rackley you know what i mean he's the co-founder of the san diego hip-hop health and wellness podcast festival you know, he's the, uh, out of everybody who's grouped together to make it happen now, he's been there for the longest, most consistent. Ever since we first met at the first Hip Hop Health and Wellness Festival uh, and celebration, uh, he saw the vision. Uh, we touched and agreed on similar visions that he had, you know what I'm saying? And so he's been my backbone for all of these years, you know what I'm saying? So salute to that brother, you know, Terrell Rackley, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and also Big Reese Johnson. You know what I'm saying? So when we speak Big Reese, like that's the big, big bro. You know what I'm saying? For those that know, that's big bro. You know what I'm saying? So he comes with a lot as far as, um, you know, influence and 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 network. 
You know what I'm saying? So we, yeah. we salute him. You know what I mean? Uh, there's also a brother called Overstreet Jr. You know what I'm saying? Another. To me, CO is like, we call him CO. CO is like, he remind me of like a young Diddy. You know what I'm saying? He kind of everywhere, he's multitasking. He's he just, he's a drummer as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Keeping things on beat is uh, is one of his specialties. You feel me? So, you know, salute to, to CO. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and the rest of the squad, man, you know? That's it. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't no, for yeah. them, if it wasn't for them, it would it would it wouldn't be possible to be able to bring the vision to life. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about earlier, like you can't you can't you can't do things by yourself. You know, you have to have a team, you know what I'm saying? And to, for me to be blessed with such, you know, powerful people on a team, you know what I'm saying? Like I said before, like most of the people on the hip hop health and wellness squad and organization are, are leaders, you know what I'm saying, in their respective fields. So you know, I salute to that, and, and you know, let's just continue growing and let's continue making history and, and and doing what we do for the people, man. I love it. I love to see it. I love to see it. I'm excited to come through through the. That's gonna be my first. I, I'm y'all gonna hear. It. This is my first race back. You know, I mean, like I don't know. I'm not trying to do nothing crazy or nothing, but you know, I've been running a little bit, so I'm excited to meet all meet all meet all the leaders and everything no too. No I also wanted to ask you back to music, like if there was like a concert that you could go back in time to see anything, it doesn't even have to be hip hop or like some type of event that you could go back in time uh, to witness. An event I, or... I would say on, well, I would say on entertainment, on the entertainment side, like concert or something. And then maybe we could go historical event, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh... I don't know. That's an interesting question. I never heard anybody ask that before. But uh, I'll probably say I would like to have been present for for two things. Uh, the last Arsenio Hall show, where he had all uh, the rappers come together and perform, uh, or the last Yo MTV Raps uh, episode where everybody came came together and performed. I'd have liked to have been there for that. Honestly, I need to go. I ain't even seen those, to be honest. A word, yeah, yeah. Pull that up on YouTube right now. Yeah, yes, sir. Those are pivotal moments, pivotal moments in in hip hop culture. You know, when you know Arsenio was everything to us. You know, he was you know prime, not prime time. Uh, you know, it was late night. You know what I mean? But we never really had a hip hop representative. You know, in that kind of position. You know, so I don't know what you call it, like TV. Like, what do you call those? Like, like hosts. Yeah, like how like late night television. Yeah, like late night kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But Arsenio, you know, he represented us. So, do you feel like uh, this is like kind of off topic? But do you feel like Charlemagne is like trying to feel that kind of becoming like a new age type personality? I know, I'm not tapped in too much into it. I seen the, I seen him. It's the podcast, right? Because he has like that show now, hell of a week. But he has like all these other platforms and stuff. But he do have like a talk show now. On okay. like Comedy Central. No he, doubt. Damn. He brings on interesting, he brings on a lot of interesting guests like like Angela Rise. He had Angela mm. Rye, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. Um, and just like a lot of interesting different type of black like people or people with like influence like in our culture. It is interesting the the people he brings on to talk on like that's like, what's up. I gotta tap more into it. I, I'm not really aware. I've seen it on Instagram a few times, but I never really plugged in. Yeah. I just be seeing them on on YouTube. But the last question I got for you, 
what mark uh what mark do you want to leave on uh the sport of running i want to be the catalyst that creates that bridge uh between um uh, black and brown people uh on the side of um promotions and the business and also uh event planning and execution you know on, on the on the world on the hip-hop side we want to create the spirit the uh the activity of of running and walking in our daily lives and put it into the culture you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i love it both of those would be very helpful for the culture both of those would bring everyone together and you know like i've said from the beginning what y'all about is what two black runners are about so you ever want to come on promote anything any events y'all got we yes, here sir. any way we can help we here for it so um appreciate your time um yeah i, I guess i got one more one more one more i was about to close out nah, we man. always ask this question too um who do you think we should have? Do you have any suggestions that, of who we could bring on to this podcast? Ted Metellus. Ted Metellus. Ted. Ted Metellus, you know, are off top, but on that's on the run side. On the hip-hop side, you know, we, we had this conversation, you know what I'm saying? You and I, you know what I mean? Not to throw too many names out there, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we want to link you up. You know, I see that Nipsey Hustle shirt, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, we want to, you know, it'll be a nice connection, you know what I'm saying? If you start getting more hip-hop artists on your platform. Most deaf. What's that? Well, y'all know y'all gonna see some cool things coming soon. Y'all gonna see some cool things yes, coming yes, soon. Sir. Thank you, Dawu, for coming on. One last time, let everybody know when is when is the race. We're gonna have the link to so you can go register, but let everybody know uh when is the race um for both the hip hop wellness 5k and the suicide prevention walk. Okay, no doubt. So the San Diego, sixth annual San Diego Hip Hop Health and Wellness 5K and Festival, uh, you can join us uh, October 23rd. Uh, that's in Southeast San Diego. Uh, for the uh, Ryan Bowers, You Are Not Alone Suicide Prevention Run Walk, you can join us on November 6th. And that's in Ocean Beach. Yeah, make sure y'all come out. I will see y'all out there. And I will see y'all next week on Tuesday. I believe Joshua will be back with me, but we gonna keep this thing rolling, y'all. Appreciate all appreciate all the listens, all the support, everything y'all do do for the podcast. It really goes a long way. But until next time, you're listening to the Two Black Runners presented by the Running Report. Thank you and goodbye. Peace.